All right, well, welcome back to the Hyde Ratner Level Up Leadership Podcast. It's an honor today to be in the building with the one and only Pastor Dr. Eric Mason, uh, lead pastor of Epiphany Fellowship in the Philadelphia area in Las Vegas for this time. A 30-year gap between your last time. 40, my fault. And he's back. Come on, everybody. I wish we had a little clap sound or something because... Um, you know, you're, you're a big deal in my life. Your mm. ministry has served me well. Your, your writing, your book, Manhood Restored, helped me grow as a man, as a, as a husband, as a father. Um, your works within the church planting realm has been very life-giving and helpful, especially somebody who kind of in a way serves in an urban practitioner context. And so, uh, man, just big honor to you, Pastor. And mm. thank you so much for taking some time today to help us level up in our leadership cool, here on the podcast. Glad to be here. Honored to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So good. One thing I like to ask all of our guests, and I don't even like to use the word guests because I feel like family at the table. <laughs> um, what's one way that you're leveling up in your leadership in this current season? Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of my mentors, oh, thanks for having me, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of my mentors, he said, you know, your 20s, you know, uh, is your development years, your 30s, your mastery years. Your 40s and 50s are your dividend years. And, you know, one of the things about um, uh, leveling, up, leveling up that he would, you know, kind of talk to us about is, you know, when you get 40, 50, between 40 and 60 is the years you get to, if you if you maximize them, you get to benefit for, from the 20 years prior to that. That's great. You know, um, he said the challenge with that is, when you when you think you have a sense of mastery of something, and uh, you tend to not grow anymore. Wow! And so he said it's he said it's the time where you 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 can bear the most fruit, uh, but become the most morally laxed. Wow! And um and and basically, um, just striving and diligence. Uh, um, you can lack in that in that season. So, so we're leveling up in this season, trying to fight that bug. Just yeah. you know, because you do tend to see you man that dag. You know, you know it's it's not as I mean it's not that things aren't hard now, but it just doesn't feel the same. Because you you know it's it's like I was I was looking at um, I can't remember what I was looking at. It was maybe it was a YouTube video, and um, one of the uh, players on on uh, well I think it was the Hornets team. Uh, was was playing and uh, he was he was acting like this and that. And Michael, uh, he's I think he said something smart to Michael. You know, Michael's like right. forty something. Yeah, yeah, that was, wasn't gonna go down. Yeah, yeah. And Michael's like, um, he said, "All right, y'all." He said, "I'm gonna pick the worst players on the on the squad and y'all play me and them." He said they torched him so bad, you I know. Believe it. I <laughs> believe got, it. He yep. torched him so bad, yep, and um, yep, yep, yep. he's like, "This is like not even prime, dude. This is fadeaway knees buckled, and he's killing us, you know." And so, um, you know, I think you know, I, I want to be in a season where I'm, you know, maximizing that season of investment as well, right? Because that that's the other piece of this season where you're, um, where you begin as a leader to just be invested, kind of like Paul sitting on the back porch. You know, in right. Acts, you know, Acts um, 28, um, teaching, you know, on his porch, teaching in right. his last days. And so I, I think that it becomes a more of an investment season because you're not necessarily building. But the challenge with this season that we're in is post-2020. Um, if, you, if you're not in the twilight of your ministry, all of us got to be builders. Right. So it's been a struggle a bit 
to think I would be getting some more dividend stuff than normal than I am now. But you know, all of us took some type of loss. I don't care how big or small your church is. Everybody took a level of a loss, whether it's can't find people that you really want to love and shepherd and care for, leaders that you develop you don't know what happened to, or people are coming back slowly, or people only come to church average once a month, and right. that's considered yeah. committed now. Right, right, you know, right. no, um, I watch them consistently, I give, and I come once a month. That's like committed nowadays, right. you know. And so, however, that like th- there has never, I, 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 and I know a lot of pastors, there, there has never been in the history of church in this country, I think, the level of adjustment that all of us had to make. You know what I mean? I don't don't know. And so I think when you're talking about leveling up, if I could sum it up, it's um, like one of my other mentors said, you know, just being in a constant state of learning. I feel like um, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting to learn a lot even more during this time and make those adjustments. And the good thing about it, I've got a lot of young people around me, so it's cool. Right. You know, because they... They help you keep learning. Yeah. 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 We, we say this all the time on this podcast. We define the acronym LEAD, L-E-A-D. Uh, the L stands for learner. Yeah, Leaders yeah, are yeah. learners. Mm-hmm. And I love how, you know, when I say, hey, Dr. Mace, how are you leveling up in your leadership? You're saying, I'm keep, uh, keep on learning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's powerful. That speaks to um, the concept of growth, too. You, yeah. And you're getting ready to close out the 40s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we move on from that, yeah, though, yeah, go ahead. learning is important, but it has to be strategic. Yep, talk about it. Because you, it's a lot to learn, you know, but learning, reading has to be strategic. You can't just be reading. You know, I know guys, you know, if you're a pastor and you're leading or something, you have to balance. Because there's some leaders that they, they, they tend heavy on the academic side right. or the intellectual side. Then you have leaders that are heavy on the pragmatic side. And one of the problems with either one is if you're so if you, if you tend to be on the academic and scholarly side, you don't get nothing done, Word. because you just know what to think, you know. And then on the pragmatic side, you tend towards what works and what gets something done without vetting it biblically. So you gotta, I think, learning has to have context to where you're saying, um, "Am I strategically learning?" in a way that helps my spiritual formation, helps my family development, yeah. but then also helps um, what I'm doing in relation to moving the organization or organism forward. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to put you on the spot right now. Would you give us an example of something that you found to be helpful in the reading category that kind of brings in a little bit of the, both? Yes, yeah, so I'm going through um, a book right now called Culture Shift by, I think it's Robert Lewis and Wayne Cordero. Nice. Um, I peeked at it about... <laughs> almost 20 years ago wow. but really is some you know some books don't hit you un- until it, it hits different right. when you're in it yep and so i think i'm just dealing with the idea of culture shifting i mean of course the apostles went through culture shifting with the romans roads being developed during their particular time and then being able to figure out innovative ways to get the gospel out and so i think now um that's that's really a big thing for Love me it. culture shift and culture shift and so um you know probably five years ago most pastors thought the youth the guys that were on youtube and you know whether you want to say tbn or word network all those different things oh that's the tv guy i never you know video and my stuff man people got to come and like now you you do that if you want to if you're not going to have right some online something yeah and so yeah. but but the issue is you, you know people you, you there has to be it can't just be we got to do this because this was works how do we build a biblical framework for it and so i think that's what I'm looking for. I want to I make sure that what I'm doing, even if it's not 
explicitly said in the Bible, I can principally draw it from scripture from an applicational standpoint. And so I think that's very important because you don't want to just do what works. You want to do what works and honor God at the same time. I love that. So, um, so, so culture shift has been, I'm, I'm going through it now so I can take my, I'm putting my oxygen mask on first. I'm going through it with a fine tooth comb and I'm going through this other book personally for me, um, out of the darkness. And so, but dealing with that book and dealing with it, cause I don't think any of us, like nobody knows what they're doing right now. Like if you say you do, you're 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 a liar. Yeah. Like yeah. I think we know fundamentally what to do. Right. Like, it, like you're a basketball player, yeah. right? You know, you if you play a team that you've never seen their footage and you know to play, you still have the fundamentals. Right. And then you can feel them out and maybe make some adjustments. Like I, I'm, I'm more of a in a boxing, so that's the same yeah. thing. Yep. You feel it. You you know. I think we're. I think we know the fundamentals. The fundamentals is our soteriology, our commitment to the gospel um, by faith alone, through grace alone, through Christ alone. Our commitment to the scriptures. You know, our commitment to biblical ecclesiology. Commitment to sanctification. Commitment to understand the holist, uh, the, the the nature of the nuclear family. All those different things. Those are fundamentals. So. The times isn't going to change what those things mean. Correct. It can't. But it does have to uh, be um, properly communicated and conveyed in a way that doesn't lose its content. Uh, but it's the vintage, timeless truth that we do. The, 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 the faith once delivered up for the saints, right? So that means we're going to have a vintage faith. However, we have to have a contemporary engagement technique and mechanisms. And so culture shift is helping me to think through how do you navigate yeah. all the culture shifts we're going through? I mean, culture Man, shifts so with the way people think about church, yeah. um, the way people think about community and, spe and specifically, yeah. you know, online community, you know, how do we deal with people about online community? Do we scratch all the local community and just do online community? Can somebody have an online church and it be online only and no communal only? Like, again, Right. And I'm not making a statement or judgment on anybody about it. I'm just saying we're all trying to figure out the best way to do the Great Commission without violating the ways in which the Bible may give us some mechanisms that can't remain that can't be changed in order to yeah. cause the Great Commission to happen. Yeah. That was a fire little piece right there. <laughs> um, just that whole little segment right there is got me thinking. Um, on how to engage the culture with a word you just used strategically. Mm -hmm. And um, I think if you're going to level up in your leadership, you got to be strategic with it. Yeah. It's not going to happen by accident. It, it's not going to be as effective if you just pick a book and just start reading it. Mm -hmm. But I think you, you said something really great. Learning is strategic. Absolutely. Who you're learning from and what you're doing with what you're learning, I think is so, yeah. so dope. You know, you, you use the phrase mentor two different times. You talked about, you know, just I'm learning right now from mentors in my life, which I'm sure that's strategic on your part as well. Um, I know one of your mentors and and even maybe may I say even spiritual father in the mm -hmm. faith is, mm -hmm. is Dr. Tony Evans. Yep, he is. Yep. Um, even, even from his life, how have you seen kind of strategic level up leadership from your guys' relationship that you're trying to even apply in this season? Yeah, well, I mean, we had kind of the intensified season of our relationship more so when I was there, sure. you know, so... It was kind of grindy. Now we, I can call him anytime and that right, kind of right. thing, and we can connect, and I can go down there and talk, whatever. But, um, you know, it was. I mean, I think he gave me a good foundation from modeling and being around him. I mean, we had time together, been over his house, and spent time with him and his family years ago, and um, sure. you, you know, and, and and working in the ministry, and then the meeting part of this meeting and mentoring time. But, um, I think for me, one of the things that I've 
that's been the best about that, that modeling. You know, Paul says, the things that you learn and seen and heard of me, practice these things and a God of peace shall be with you. Right. I think from my relation, from my, you know, him spiritual fathering me, I think I got modeled um, biblical commitment to f- the fundamentals of biblical engagement. Like for mm. me, wow, that's what you, like, it, it always got to be connected to the book. And right. but then, you know, his philosophy of kingdom. Yeah. So, and, right. and 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 you know, his, his definition of kingdom is it's God's comprehensive rule over all creation. And so, um, and then that's that's where our model from Epiphany came from, kind of showing off the glory of Christ in every area of life. Right. So that comes out of yeah. that kingdom philosophy, and it comes for us out of Titus two, you know, as well. Titus two, uh, 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 eleven through thirteen. Nice. But I, but but from that, and then so said so there was that balance of that just. A biblical, a biblical and kingdom philosophy of every area of life. So, how does like the assumption that I learned from him is that um, God has God, God has something to say about everything, right? And so, um, and 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 our our job as disciples in being conformed to the image of Christ, Romans eight twenty nine, is to reflect that in every area of life. So that affected my way. Why, um, you know, he's a busy man, but he always had time for his kids. Um, it, it, you know, the way he engaged them, the way he raised them, the way he right. invested in them. So I look up to the fact all these kids are saved, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, being, and, being in ministry is- And powerhouses, just, like yeah, kind of in their own icing, realm. It's icing on the cake, yeah. you know, to be, yeah. you know, that they, they are in ministry. I, my kids go into vocational ministry, that's fine. I'm, I'll am i be glad if they're just godly Christians, whether they go into the market, the arts, you know, whatever, just as long as they honor God and whatever they do. That's yep. to me, that's a huge win for any parent. Um, his relationship with with his uh, with late late wife, um, sure. Lois Evans, and just how they modeled um, right. a godly marriage, and how he structured the church and had sectors. He had structure, you know, fellowship, administration, discipleship. Uh, all the different ways, uh, you know, all the way outreach and how he structured church and giving church structure, biblical eldership. I before I even read Strouch years before I read Strouch, I've learned biblical eldership from him. Wow. Plurality with the first among equals, you know, all that stuff. So it was really, you know, it was good for me. It was a home church, not just a ministry training ground. Right. And so, because a lot Man, of people, so a lot of people want to be trained, but they don't want a home church, which that's different. Talk about it. You know, because I think that, like, if you look at right. It's like it's so biblical, right? So Paul got his calling the same day he got saved, which is yeah, which is funny, nice. right? Yeah. <laughs> and so in Acts wow. nine, in Acts nine, he got his calling the same day he got saved. Talk about level up. He started yeah. preaching, but he stopped. If you notice, yeah. we don't hear from Paul until like Acts thirteen. Mm-hmm. But where is he? He's in a home church, wow. just around leaders, and they're just praying and spending time with God. Right. If Jesus talked to me. Visually, I saw him talk or heard his voice talking to me. I'm you, it's nothing you're gonna tell me about. I'm the home church, you know, because yeah. I'm the you know, yeah. I don't hear from yeah. Jesus, yeah, yeah. But he was willing to get in the local church, be under and equal with other leaders, so and then and then when they prayed, the spirit of God said, Set aside Paul and Barnabas for ministry, and they laid hands on him. So, uh, so technically, Antioch was his sending church. And if Paul can have a home church and yeah. be under and among man. leaders, so man, good. how much more can many of us do the same thing, man? So yeah, yeah. love yeah. that. Yeah. Love that. That's why when I, it's weird to me, like the whole thought leader culture. It just not not that it's anything wrong with it. Please don't hear me, but I do think that we so many 
I would now I will say this because I'm old school. Unauthorized voices speaking on things from a pastoral heaviness standpoint that kind of concerns me a little bit, right. which almost decentralizes. Um, it almost decentralizes. Uh, where is God's authority kind of housed in? You know, if the church is God's means, like somebody say, I'm the church. The Bible never says the individual is the church. It's to gather people of God that's the church. So okay. we are the body of Christ. You're Powerful. not the body of Christ. You're yeah. a part of the body. It's us. So, yeah. yeah, our hand is not the body. So, wow. uh, you, Man, know, that's good. you know, so I do think that there's a hyper individualism that concerns me mm. today that I do think that there needs to be good Christians Um waving the aroma of their Christian faith online. Right. But I do think um, that there has to be a carefulness of you're a thought leader, you're out there doing stuff, and you you may even get speaking engagements maybe, I don't know, but you, you don't have a home church, right. and so you want to talk to people that you don't spend time kind of loving. So yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a huge part of my story that actually began at Epiphany Fellowship. Um, I was there as a, a college student, um, 2000, I want to say it was 2010. Yeah. And I got invited to go to this conference. I was at EPIF, Pastor Matt Chandler, Pastor E. Mace. You guys were kind of tag team in sermons. And that was the first time I heard about the concept of church planting. Mm -hmm. And so I approached Pastor Matt after the, the session. I just said, I think that's my calling mm -hmm. is to plant a church in the city of Las Vegas. And he said, man, that's great. Who Who's your home church? And I just remember looking at him like, I don't even got a home church. Mm -hmm. And that's when he kind of like gave me that that pat on my back, like, young man, you got to mm -hmm. you got to yeah. be a part of a church yeah. and then be sent out of a church and allow that church to confirm the calling on your life before you just step step out and, and do things backwards. Yeah, I have people, yeah. you know, when, when we uh, had a, when I sent a call to plant 22 years ago and mm. well, wow. oh, that's 23 years ago. Yeah. Oh, was it 23, 24? Oh, was wow. it 2000? What was it? It was 99, 2000. Yeah. So, um, I keep forgetting it's 2023. Yep. So, um, it's a Jordan year. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Mm -hmm. That's I right. Know. Um, he turned 60 this year. Ain't that wow. Crazy? That's hope crazy. they put something crazy out though. I hope so. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. I like that. Let's <laughs> just level up your shoe talk. That's a different podcast. <laughs> what you asked me though, I forgot my bad. Well, I was just talking about the the value of a home church. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. were gonna speak in on that, I think. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I people are like, you should just plant. Like, you got the call, just go plant. And I was like, that's not. I don't even like. That's weird to me. Like, right. I, and I, I didn't. I don't know if I thought through it as much, but some about it felt weird. And um, and so, um, I, you know, even in my longer bio, I, I put in it, um, I didn't plant until I was confirmed upon me by the land on the hands of the elders. Like, it was about Timoth Timothy, you know, Paul, you know, he preached the gospel, him and, uh, him and uh, Barnabas preached the gospel from Acts 13 together to Acts 14. Um, you know, if they go back to Jerusalem, Acts 15, they split. Timothy got saved in Acts 14 between verses 19 and probably 25 when they were there. He goes back to, to, to instruct the churches. And when he goes back in Acts 16 with Silas, um, they bring Timothy up to him. And he was like, it's a young guy. He's raised by his grandmother and his mother. He knows the Old Testament verbatim. Um, his dad's a Greek. His mom's yeah. a, a Hebrew. Uh, and but Shorty's nice with the scriptures. Wow, he's, he trusted Jesus. He's nice. Paul, got, Paul, <laughs> like, Paul goes up and starts chopping it up with dude. Like, mm. wow, he got a good. Yeah, he got some juice. Yeah. And now he sees Christ. Oh, he 
he coming with me. Wow. You know, but if you go into first, second Timothy, you'll hear that those elders laid hands on him and sent him. Wow. And so even Timothy was sent. Yeah. So he was there wow. from Acts 14. I mean, whatever time, you yeah, know, we don't sure. know all the time, but 14 to 16, whatever amount of time that was. Right. And Paul just snatched him up and he became an apostolic delegate and one of the fathers of the church, you right. know. So I think that. Um, you can't, you know, that's even if you look at first Timothy five, I mean, first Peter five, right? It says, it tells the elders, you know, shepherd the flock among you, boom, 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 boom. Then right after that, it says, um, you younger men, humble yourselves before your elders, yeah. Um, and then it talks about humility, yeah. And when you don't do it, it's prideful, wow. Ain't that crazy? That's the context of first Peter five, so you know, powerful. So, um, and that, but that also means, and 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 the other side of it, submit yourself to healthy elders, that's the Mm. other side of it, because we got some fools out here, you mm-hmm. know? So we're not going to act like the it's everybody's fault because they're not submitting. People yeah. have had some bad experiences yeah. with the church that has kind of, you know, put them off with how to apply some of what the scripture says when something's unhealthy right. or or traumatizing or, you know, that yeah. doesn't effectively help them to have an environment that they can trust yep. that they're being grown well in. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been such a helpful uh, discussion. I feel like I'm just getting a lot of ideas in my head and just stuff I want to I want to dig down deeper in. And I hope that I'll just look at the camera for a second. I hope this is helpful for whoever is watching this. If you're online or if you're uh, just listening to this on your podcast app, I hope this is helpful for you as well. Feel free to drop a comment or a review. Um, let us know how God's speaking to you through this. And mm. one thing I like to do as we close is if you could just even maybe look at that camera for a second and just minister or share a, a level up word. We got a variety of different people who listen to this, people that are just um, in the marketplace, artists, rappers, business leaders, realtors, um, and then pastors, church planners. So yeah. it's going to be a diverse group. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. if you could just say in this year, uh-huh. here's one way that I think you could level up or here's an area I would encourage you to level up as a closing thought. Yeah, I think one way that the church, which camera okay, I'm looking at, this one or this one? Yep. This, this one. one, okay. Yep, let's go. One way that I believe the church needs to level up individually and corporately, I'll be talking a little bit about that tonight. I'm kind of after this podcast, I'm got to talk to him about what I may have to switch. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, the church needs to be rebranded and represented, not change. Rebrand. I don't mean you know the product is still the same, but I do think the way in which we've been um, we've been communicated and which part is our fault and others' fault. Um, we need to do the hard work of walking in the fruit of the spirit and God giving us the grace in every sphere that we're in to reflect God's glory in the character of Christ. So that means if you're a business person, reflecting it in how you do business. Uh, if you're an artist, reflecting it in how you do your art, whether you do explicit art that lifts up Christ or implicit art that has biblical principles, um, but it's just general art or entrepreneurialism, whatever it is that you're in, uh, leadership, church leadership, that you're reflecting God's glory in it and knowledgeably knowing exactly how we as believers are being perceived. That means you may have to do a survey. How do you perceive Christians? And what are some ways that we can do to help people? And every year we used to ask um, our neighborhood, we asked them, what are the three uh, greatest needs in the community? What are the top influences? And what can the, our church do to impact those top needs in the community? And from that flows a strategic plan that helps us with our outreach. So I don't know w- what sphere you're in that you can ask your unsaved, unbelieving and uh, non-believing and, or non-Christian and um, a deconverted folk, uh, or, or not just deconverted folk, de-church folk, 
ways in which you can lovingly interact with them and applying it uh, to where God uses it to draw them closer to him. God bless you, man. Yeah, that's so good. Well, I've thoroughly enjoyed this podcast. It's an honor to have you in Vegas. Glad to be here. to have you at Walk Church and such a good word here today. The word that I'm leaving with for show is the word strategic. (laughs) If you're going to level up in your leadership, you got to be strategic with it. And I'm grateful that you're being strategic on this podcast. So look forward to catching you again. Every episode is designed to help you level up in your leadership just one step at a time. So let's keep going. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.